Welcome, friends, people for peace, pods of consciousness, planetary citizens, wherever you happen to be today, listening to local news in social artistry, where we get to talk to folks who are building a more humane world from the inside out. And today, uh, we're going global <laughs> uh, more than we often do. Uh, my guest today is Muna Al-Sheikh, and correct me on my pronunciation. Muna, are you there? Good morning, Dick. How are you? <laughs> uh, Muna, is your last name pronounced? Why don't you say it first, and then I'll try to copy it. Al-Sheikh. Al-Sheikh. Is that, oh, you got it. Oh, that, that little throat thing at the end, huh? Oh, my God, that was perfect. <laughs> I'm not going to try it ever again today. <laughs> if I got it perfect you, to start with. You get a break. You did great. <laughs> oh, this is... How are you? This, I'm feeling great. I, I'm so happy that we're talking uh, after three you years uh, yeah. or or almost, I guess it's about three years. We met... It is. Yeah. yeah, Ashland, yeah. Oregon. Uh, mm-hmm. We had been uh, drawn to the social artistry uh, intensive or whatever kind of label that was going mm-hmm. with at that time. Uh, spent with, oh, what, almost 10 days, wasn't it? It was a, it was yeah. a week. Yeah. Uh, with oh Jean, my God. Jean Houston and her staff and lots of wonderful guests uh, and... Uh, over a hundred folks. It was quite a uh, an educational, emotional uh, relationship building time. And, Absolutely. And how did you, by the way, learn about social artistry or even new to go to this uh, intensive? <laughs> I'm actually going to give uh, my mother-in-law, my call my mother-in-law, a big shout out. <laughs> the one, honestly, who gifted that workshop to me and uh-huh. told me you should go and see uh, Jean Houston. She's she's one of her students, and she encouraged me and said, well, how about I send you to the summit? And it was one of the most amazing experiences, honestly, for me, meeting you all and being in Jean's presence. I mean, that summit was so festive in a way if you remember oh dancing and singing and drumming oh my god everything yes uh-huh. yes it was a, a breath of fresh air for me and really very empowering that especially i was coming out of an autoimmune illness phase where i was felt kind of paralyzed and ill for a long time and it was the first time that i traveled after years oh, from wow. being ill I had no yeah. idea. Yeah, it was huge for me. It oh. was huge. So I'm so grateful. Were you my mom's book. Were you yeah. in the states uh, at the time of your illness and uh, yeah. oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was uh, I was married at that time in California uh-huh. and uh, I was um really a big admirer of Jane Houston's work um and it just came to me and I said yes good saying yes is really important <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> we 
Well, you've said yes uh, several times in your life, as as uh, many of us have. Uh, you were, I'm, I'm looking at your uh, website called Arab Quest for Peace, uh, and that's a dot .com on uh, the Internet, and that you describe yourself as a Middle Eastern woman born in uh, the Arab Emirates. Is that right? Yeah, United Arab United, Emirates. Yeah, United Arab yeah. Emirates. Uh, yes. We kind of understand that to be part of that uh, peninsula that angles uh, away from the Mediterranean Sea and 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 Southeast Western Asia. Is so. United Arab yes. Emirates is a small-looking uh, country. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us just a tad about that? Uh, I think what our listeners, including myself, are going to get today is a, a a bit of an education about a number of things, uh, because mm-hmm. just in your description of yourself, here you're born in the United Arab Emirates, raised in Jordan— to Palestinian parents in in the Arab Islamic Sunni culture. Now, now, I I actually have a little bit of familiarity with all those terms, but I I think it would be good for our audience uh, for us to just kind of unpack things sometime during our our hour today as to how all of those things are— are what they are, and then mm-hmm. uh, I'm, in 2008, you, in a sense, made a huge yes leap to come to the United States. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you can kind of feel maybe my interest here, and <laughs> and I, by the way, I just love that uh, opening of your. Um, website it says peace building from inside out <laughs> yeah workshop yeah. and classes facilitation holistic counseling and uh, what we have on my show which i didn't take this from you but we're together on it is uh my tagline is building a more humane world from the inside out so i, mm. I, I think we're colleagues here working together <laughs> we're on the same team uh, and it's it's just a pleasure to have you to kind of find out how your uh, angle of it works and, and how it came to be. So with all of those, <laughs> I'm throwing all these things out at you. Uh, I'd like for you, though, just maybe to start anywhere. Start with what you would like to start, and we'll work through the stories. Yeah. Yeah, well, first of all, Dick, I want to thank you for having me on the show, honestly. And I was reading about the history of your uh, radio and how it, did it start in 71 uh, with the call for community um, radio and uh, the uh, how it grew. I just love the, I really love the reading about the history of it and the, uh, I'm actually going to take from your motto on your Facebook um, page profile to start uh, my story. You said, if it is to be, 
it is up to us, right? Amen. <laughs> That's been my motto so, since 1991. I love it. I love it, and that's how I'm going to kick off my talk. Um, What happened is that I decided in 2008 to, yes, to say yes, that it is up to me to expand my awareness, learn about other cultures, and really see people and meet people from communities and cultural groups whom I have no idea about, and maybe... uh, Probably as well, not maybe, actually, certainly have had biases and judgments about, and I wanted to become a therapist. Mm-hmm. So um, I was raised in a conservative Arabic culture in Jordan. My parents left Palestine because of the condition there and like the war happening, which has been going on for a long time, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Uh, many people emigrated, so they decided to leave Jerusalem. They were both born in Jerusalem. Ah. and decided to leave in the 60s. So my father, uh, trying to seek opportunities, you know, to find a job and uh, and take care of his family, we moved a lot between Saudi Arabia, Kuwait, United Arab Emirates, mm-hmm. and those are co- considered the Arabian Gulf and the Arabian Peninsula region. Mm-hmm. The Middle East is more about um, Jordan, Syria, Palestine, and what's called now Israel, Lebanon, Egypt. That's the Middle East. Oh, okay. That's a good clarification. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, you're welcome. Mm -hmm. Uh, So while moving, I ended up being born in, in, in actually in Abu Dhabi, which is a city close to Dubai. Maybe Dubai is more well known to people. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we moved to Jordan when I was about six. Mm-hmm. Uh, I lived most of my uh, early adulthood in Jordan. Um, and Jordan was a very yeah. stable country, was it not? It, yes, it was. Um, uh, not not still. Things are really going downhill in the Middle East, unfortunately, due to the political conflict mm-hmm. and wars happening there. Mm-hmm. So right now, like I just actually came back from a three-month trip to the Middle East where mm-hmm. I did some peace building work and activism and I just went back home to you know see my my country and my uh, history with the new lens mm-hmm. so things people are are struggling uh, the economy is not doing well at all mm-hmm. the the Political climate is impacting people hugely as it is here in America. Mm-hmm. So, um, well, I, I left. I, I left Jordan and went to work in Dubai at some point. Um, I saw the world from basically one lens, uh-huh. which was. Uh, Palestinian because of our history and what happened to Palestinians. Uh, it was uh, Arabic, pretty much homogeneous um, society, mm-hmm. and Islamic lens. Mm-hmm. Uh, and pretty much we were not, like my dad was religious and conservative, but it was not too much. It was not extreme. Like we did not do arranged marriages in the sense that we know of right now. Uh-huh. But it was pretty conservative. So I don't know, for some reason, maybe when I went to Dubai, because like more than 80% of Dubai's population 
is people from other countries. They are not local. Oh. So it's like this big hub of international hmm. ethnicities and races. So 80%? My eyes, yeah. <laughs> that is yeah, a the lot. Locals, mm-hmm. It is a lot. Dubai is like, I don't know if there is a, a city in America like Dubai from like international countries, but you can say... Maybe it's like Vegas or New York where people come from everywhere to mm-hmm. work and make money. Mm-hmm. So that's how Dubai is for us. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the exposure to, to new races and ethnicities for me was, was just uh, very exciting. Yes. And I'm a kind of like a deep thinker in a way, introvert slash... Um, spiritual person I care to go deeper into things so like that sense of spirituality expanded learning about other religions as well so I got into Buddhism and meditation and I did workshops in pranic healing so that introduced me to the Buddhist uh, way of living mm-hmm. um, while you were in Dubai that was while I yeah mm-hmm. while I was in Dubai uh-huh. and actually even before that, I guess I discovered the seed of my passion to learn about other cultures when uh, I was uh, 19 or 20, because I went for a BA in modern languages. I studied French and German. Wow. Uh, mm-hmm. And I got a summer scholarship to go study German in uh, Germany for a month. Uh-huh. So I went there, and it was my first time traveling alone as an Arab woman, a completely different culture, and I loved it there in Germany. <laughs> I, I was, I guess, I, I was good in languages, and uh, I just felt comfortable uh, being out in the world. And I loved diversity. Mm-hmm. I loved learning. I'm, 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 I'm just a curious person, so <laughs> I love new adventures and meeting people, even people I'm not comfortable with because that mm-hmm. challenges me to face my biases or judgments, like what's what's happening, why why I have judgments about these people. So there's something in me maybe I need to tackle or heal. Wonderful. Um, a big, I don't know what happened, but I decided all of a sudden in 2007, the end of 2007, that that's it. I want to end my life in the Middle East. Uh, I was living in Dubai at that time. So I wanted to end my life there. And uh, I started applying for master's programs in America mm. and applying for student visa. And I went for the TOEFL and GRE exams. So it was really very intense year for me. I just had this strong drive. I want to leave mm-hmm. and I want to explore the world. Mm-hmm. And it happened. It happened right <laughs> after... I just left my job, sold my car, closed my account. And the funny part that uh, ha- I wanted it so much to a degree that I left Dubai. I was rejected the, vi- the visa, by the way. They did not give me the, uh, the visa to U.S. in Dubai. Oh. But I was still packing to leave, so I decided I'm going anyway. I went to Jordan, ended all my ties in Dubai, and reapplied for the visa in Jordan, and I got it. I, <laughs> I, I bought my ticket to America before I got the visa. Isn't that so, amazing? It's, it was amazing. I, I think it, uh, 
that supports the belief that once a commitment, uh, a deep commitment is made, that the universe uh, conspires then to open doors to help you fulfill that commitment. That Big time. Big, big time. time. I still believe in this. I still believe in this. Even yeah. a person showed up in my life during that year whom I have not seen for over 20 years. A, mm. a, a classmate from actually hmm. from school. He showed up suddenly in my life and he was in America at that time. And he says, oh. Muna, I just thought of you. And I just wanted to text you and see how you're doing. So he started helping me out with my applications and encouraging me to uh, stay strong even if I get rejected. Uh, it, with the that's a wonderful, wonderful connection. I just love hearing that. <laughs> After he 20 said, years. Like well, you know how it goes, Vic. We, t- we both went to Dean Houston's work. It yeah. is like magic when we really want to manifest something and when the universe i think is meant to take us somewhere i mm-hmm. i call it the soul call mm-hmm. and it was honestly soul call for me because once mm-hmm. i stepped in america in 2008 and went for mental health counseling program for three years and i also worked in ohio i ended up in ohio in cleveland ohio oh. and uh, worked with in the foster care system with kids but those four years in ohio I did everything that challenged my beliefs and 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 perspective about the world. Hmm. I never met a Jew or a homosexual person or a black person in my life. And I did all these things hmm. in Ohio mm-hmm. to um to know people as humans before any other label is put on them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I felt that was my duty as a human being who it, it, it truly wants um, peace and to build understanding. And if mm-hmm. I wanted to be a good therapist, I needed to face my own demons or mm-hmm. issues. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just, I had to learn. I had to learn what I did not know. And I wanted to expand my mind to things I never thought of and open my heart to infinite possibilities, as you said. That's beautiful. So that was Ohio. <laughs> that, yeah. uh, that sort of puts you in a, a smaller group of folks that uh, are willing to, as you say, face their demons and, and uh, uh, find out why they have the biases that they have. Uh, it's it's hard work. It it's it's not easy, and I and I commend you for uh, that, you, that journey that you uh, undertook. It, you know what? Sometimes I wonder why am I giving myself hard time and doing this work because it's really hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's hard, like just as they say in the mindfulness um, community. Um, this inner journey, honestly, is the hardest job on earth, mm-hmm. doing the inner work. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, it's like, I question sometimes, like, what's wrong with me? Why would I make this so hard? <laughs> why why I'm always constantly wanting to get outside my comfort zone? And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm coming, I, I do my inner peace building sometimes and just sit with myself and the different characters within Muna and just like, 
okay, I'm, I'm offering you tea and cookies. Let's all talk and have a nice time of nonviolent <laughs> communication dialogue. <laughs> right. Nonviolent so, communication. That uh, That's another whole yeah. subject of uh, yeah. learning to communicate uh, nonviolently and to, and to recognize when our words and our intonations actually carry a violence with them sometimes it's mm. such a habit we don't we don't recognize what we're doing no yeah so. and the, the first step i believe is to be aware that it, you know what we all have shadow side and we all have dark side mm-hmm. and there and it's gonna always be there now the trick is to really acknowledge it and give it its weight and its importance mm-hmm. and just know how to channel it mm-hmm. in a way to serve humanity better and to serve ourselves instead of channeling that dark side into a destructive, right. uh, yeah. inhumane manner. The first, yeah. the first time I met Jean Houston at uh, the National Wellness Conference in Wisconsin mm-hmm. in 2001, yeah. I went to her workshop and... Uh, one of her uh, little exercises was to list uh, all of your uh, uh, roles, or I, I, she might have called them your inner crew, uh, all of these. You're a, yeah. a, a teacher, a, a husband of this and of that, and, and all these long lists. And people mm-hmm. were asked to volunteer to read some of theirs. And, and I raised my hand and I said, well, uh, everything is sounding really good. Did, did you want us also to put some of our shadow, dark side things on the list too? <laughs> Important to have. <laughs> and she said, "Okay, everybody, uh, now add to your list all of your, uh, you know, dark side shadow things." And uh, and then she asked for volunteers to read those, and actually she called on me. And I went up, and she said, okay, uh, tell us what it is, and I, I did. And then yeah. she did this uh, interesting thing. She just stood a little distance from me and and uh, just had me gently move. And then she came over and said, now the flip side of that shadow is this. And so she gave the—it's uh, sort of like— uh, in the world, if you were really supposed to be uh, activating a, a teacher gift, say, for instance, then maybe your your dark side would have something related to that, but in a dark way. Uh, and yeah. so it, it's, it was a very, very educational moment to see that it's not uh, saying that your dark side is awful. It's just saying, hey, there's a flip side to it. And the more yeah. you, you focus on the flip side, uh, honoring both, then y- your life will <laughs> be a whole lot better. <laughs> oh yeah, yes. oh yeah, and it it is it's very human to have mm-hmm. dark side. Mm-hmm. Uh, we all have lineage of um, imperfection, being humans, and traumas and wounds. So. Mm-hmm. You know, as they say, the wounded healer, we are all healers inside, but also we are wounded in a way. And mm-hmm. it's it's courageous and very courageous act of vulnerability to face uh, that part of us. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a wonderful book by uh, Debbie something. Oh, my God, I forgot her last name. 
she it's entitled the uh, the shadow side of the light seekers. Um, the shadow side of the light seekers. Of, of the light seekers. Ah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and yes, we need to acknowledge it. Like we need to acknowledge what was happening in America and the unspoken things and why things are happening right now the way they are. Mm-hmm. So instead of instead of getting angry or go into denial about why this is happening, mm-hmm. well, let's acknowledge there are and were many unresolved things. Right. And uh, we need a new paradigm, right. uh, a new way of looking at things. And, you know, we talked about uh, this a lot with Jean. She's all about the the, the possible human and the... Uh, expanding our possibilities right so mm-hmm. and change, so changing the story uh, what's the new story what's the uh, the new mythology that we can begin to build by yeah yeah very true so we're going to uh muna muna mm. al sheik <laughs> al sheik <laughs> great 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 i love it <laughs> we're going to take a uh, a short break here Uh, at KOPN, and uh, we'll have a a couple of announcements and maybe a a little more of our pledge drive request. But we'll be back in in just a few minutes, so hang on, and uh, we'll have more of local news in social artistry. I'm your host, Dick Dalton, and my guest today is Muna Al-Sheikh. Almost, almost that time, not quite 100%. Hey, Muna, <laughs> you're back. Thank you. You, got, you got it good again. Bravo. <laughs> so uh, we've been talking about uh, shadows uh, somewhat and uh, that there's things going on in the world, uh, both here in the United States and, and back in the uh, Middle East and Saudi Arabian Peninsula that uh, exhibit uh, shadow behaviors often. Uh, We might refer to them as that. And yet there is a a real work going on that doesn't get much press. And that is your work, along with many others that are, are working for peace in the Middle East and uh, the peace in the world. Uh, can you talk a little bit about your, uh, how your work um, uh, works to do that? How you, how you do your stuff? Yes. yes. Um, I just want to go back to that book correction. Uh, the title is The Dark Side of the Light Chasers by Debbie Ford. Oh, good. The Light Chasers. Okay. The Dark the Side light. of the Light Chasers. Chasers by Debbie Schwartz. Uh, uh, Debbie Ford. Oh, Ford. Okay. Yeah. All right. We'll uh, when when I uh, put your podcast up on our um, 
our site here at KOPN. I'll write uh, the name of that book as one of your reference points along with your uh, website and uh, so people can take a look at that. Great. Awesome. Thank of you. course, so there are so many resources and valuable books about that, you know, the wounded healer and so many. So right. it is to highlight the point that uh, dark side is there. Mm-hmm. Um, we need to find a new way of dealing with it rather than the conventional way mm-hmm. that I, I think did not help much. Mm-hmm. Um so it's good to look at everything with with just fresh perspective. What what happened with me, Dick? After I started recovering from um, autoimmune, and that was lupus, by the way. It hit my kidneys, and I Ooh. was uh, really not well for many years. Mm-hmm. I went to Ashland, Oregon, and met you all. And actually, I am still in touch with two uh, ladies. I just want to say hi to. Keely and Sally, if they are listening, I don't know if you remember them, but we are still in touch and we have our monthly support uh, call. Uh-huh. And yeah, where, where, where is Sally located? Do you remember? Sally is in Santa Barbara. Okay. She's a therapist uh-huh. and she just finished writing a, um, amazing book about, uh, about her son. And Keely, she's doing healing work as well. She's now in Colorado, but she lives in Ashland. Oh, okay. Very good. Well, I will look them up on our uh, list of attendees, and maybe they'll be on the show one of these days. We'll see if if something like that works out. Yeah, great. Please. Yeah, contact them. (laughs) (laughs) I actually told them yesterday that I'm going to be interviewed by by you and they got excited and they have wonderful news to share with uh, the world as well so yes great good idea thank so you I for the decided, lead. you're welcome i decided after that that i yeah it was this epiphany that happened to me after i got sick that i wanted to do more therapy and peace building within myself, again, going back to the inner journey and mm-hmm. going more and more as human. Mm-hmm. So when I did that work, I realized, oh, I want to be a peace builder and give uh, workshops and talks about my experience and my life story and how I changed as Muna all the way from Middle East to America. Mm-hmm. So I started... Um, giving mini workshops and uh, giving classes here and there. I actually was invited to a big temple, a Jewish temple here in Santa Cruz as well uh, as a Muslim Palestinian Jordanian woman to talk about uh, peace and spirituality. So it's like in different venues. Uh-huh. Um, I also became an uh, uh, activist locally. Uh, after the Sanctuary Santa Cruz thing um, mm. came up, the Sanctuary Cities, you know, in the state. Right. So I, wa- I, I was I'm still a member of Muslim Solidarity Group uh, that was founded, and we are, um, we bring speakers and do storytelling, we do events to educate the public about Muslims and Middle Easterns and people who come from my world uh, that 
um, the community, you know, does not know much about. There is a lot happening in our area. There is the Syria issue, um, Palestine and Israel, of course. It's mm-hmm. huge for me personally because I've been always like, uh, I grew up basically um having lots of issues against mm-hmm. the Jewish people because of what happened sure. to Palestinians. Right. Uh, you, you had lived in a, a land for over 1,500 years, and then you started to be, in a sense, invaded. Um, uh, yeah. Um, Jewish people yeah, started nice. arriving in, in the Zionist movement. and uh, Yeah. 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 It 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 was and still sad. Unfortunately, what's happening in Israel right now is more like what's happening um, in America. There is rise of extremism and nationalism. So mm-hmm. uh, there is more ethnic cleansing of the Palestinians and more illegal settlements being built. Mm-hmm. Now I had all these judgments and resentment uh, of the Jews in general before I came to the U.S. And when I met people here and learned more about history and psychology and met Jews and I'm doing this work, mm-hmm. I understand that I cannot, I, I cannot like generalize and call every uh, Jew um, a killer or a colonizer. Mm-hmm. I realize how many, uh, and even those who are there doing what they do, um, they have their side of the story, and they are stuck in the narrative, right? And they cannot see the human side of the Palestinians, and that's what I discovered through my work that I've been doing now for the last year in peace activism with Combatants for Peace. They are actually amazing organization founded there in Israel and Palestine more than ten years ago by Palestinian ex-combatants who mm. fought each other. They came together. It's binational, nonviolent uh, resistance movement towards uh, occupation and violence and hatred. And they came together. They dropped their weapon and came together despite all their anger mm. and all their trauma and resentment towards each other. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, let's sit, let's talk, let's learn about each other, where we get our... Um, uh, uh, ideologies and beliefs and why we behave the way we do and how can we create a new re- reality that hopefully will serve us much better as humans uh, in equality rather than what's happening right now, being mm-hmm. controlled and manipulated by politicians and uh, the big right. moneymakers agenda and all that. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, so, Wonderful. Um, yeah, I went on a tour with them from with a group from America here. We 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 went on um, um, a kind of like political slash cultural peace building and activism tour this last uh, May uh, to um, meet their activists. Mm-hmm. And we went and visited many places in the occupied territory in West Bank. 
uh, and in Israel, and we met people from both sides, from the left wing and from the right wing, mm-hmm. from each party, mm-hmm. and uh, we just listened. It's hard to really, this is the hard inner work um, I talk about, how to develop that muscle or build those very mm-hmm. deep human, huge potential skills in us to, despite with all our conditioning and our resentment and, and feelings towards someone that are intense, how we can still sit and have an open open heart and mind to listen to Mm -hmm. that enemy, I would put it between brackets, to the enemy's story. Like, what does that that enemy, who's my enemy, Mm -hmm. have to tell me? What's Mm -hmm. his excuse or what's his story Mm -hmm. and why he believes what he believes and and the the reason behind their actions. Mm -hmm. So it's really hard work. I learned a lot from them. It was so... um, it was so humbling, mm-hmm. honestly, and uh, very inspiring. Um, I grew up being very resentful and angry towards the Jews. And for me to go back to Palestine, the land of my ancestors, and see those Palestinians who are actually, li- they live there and they've been suffering. I did not live there, so I cannot claim I suffered, but I came from a lineage that bombarded me with thoughts and beliefs and hatred towards the enemy. Ah. Uh, but when I met those who are still living there, and they actually were in prisons, in the Israeli prisons, and they fought, and their lands were taken, and their people were killed, and to sit and listen to them having that compassion and understanding and forgiveness, mm. I was like, wow, if they could do that, I definitely could do that. Yeah, very inspiring. So, yeah. Oh, it was, my God, a very heart-opening experience. I already started doing this work anyway before I went there. I, I um, found uh, an Israeli Jewish girl here in town and became friends, and I told her. It's funny how that happened, actually. I had this vision that let's let's have events together, and we, we did it in Santa Cruz. About 70 people came. I told her, let's sit. And, and talk to people about our stories from both sides of the divide. Mm-hmm. And after a few months after that event, Combatants for Peace came into my life, and I decided, okay, I want to go and meet them and be a representative, a local activist. So I'm representing now the Santa Cruz chapter here of Combatants for Peace, and we're going to have them on tours. They are coming And they can, of course, from Palestine and Israel. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I'm going to continue this work besides um, sharing my story uh, as Muna. As Muna, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Another group that uh, I was introduced to through Gene Houston's social artistry uh, is a group called uh, the Compassionate Listening Project. Oh. Are you familiar with them? No, but I'm so familiar about cultivating compassion work, mm-hmm. and this is mm-hmm. huge they, work. As well. they, they have uh, many uh, trips to the uh, Israeli-Palestinian uh, kind of conversation, listening that you are are talking about, uh, and they've been doing this for many years. So 
it might be a, a good uh, connection to uh, look into that. And then a second one is the work of uh, Dr. Uh, Don uh, Beck in mm. Spiral Dynamics Integral. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, Don like and the, the Spiral Dynamics team uh, have uh, a base, you might call it, in the, the Middle East, and they've been working uh, to uh, develop ways to build the peace in uh, the Israeli-Palestinian uh, conflict as well. And uh, so those are... Uh, the, that's this the center for uh, uh, what does he call it? The center for emergence. Uh, I'll, have, hmm, I'll have to look that up and get you a link uh, on yeah. uh, with the. Uh, well, there are many wonderful uh, leaders and educators and organizations, honestly, doing this work right now. It's so yeah. much needed, not just not just in the Middle East where there's a huge conflict going on and mm-hmm. war, but here in America. Yeah. And and those don't get into the news media. Uh, all we hear about is the the negative uh, stuff. So we, the thing I love about uh, having you on the show and 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 other folks is to to show what's going on on the peace side. There there are lots and lots of efforts yeah. uh, going on to yeah. build the peace. Thank you for pointing that out, because unfortunately, we don't hear about that in the conventional uh, media outlets. You're right. So mm-hmm. thank you for doing that on, and doing many things, of course, on, on uh, KOPN. Mm-hmm. It's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, in this light, at your website, uh, Arab Quest for Peace, uh, I haven't, I don't know if I've explored it thoroughly, but... Uh, the more connections you can list there of groups, uh, books, uh, things that people can then uh, network to and with, then no, that then that will yeah. will start to weave. Uh, uh, or I think the the web is already there. We we just need to integrate. Uh, your website, the mine, and different ones into that peace building uh, network, and uh, that way we just are more aware of each other, and and we're not feeling so alone. Like you know, we're the only one out here doing this. Thank you, thank you for the reminder to tell you the truth. This is embarrassing to admit, but my website is outdated, so I need to find someone to help me. Uh, Keep it up to date, but yes, uh-huh. those are wonderful ideas. I need to mention more things there. I don't think even combatants for peace work uh, uh-huh. is mentioned there. I haven't updated it for a while. So. Yeah, I understand <laughs> that very same issue. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, yeah, it's embarrassing to admit, but I'm okay with it. <laughs> oh, it, it, it's a common problem. Common problem because it takes money sometimes to, unless somebody volunteers to help you. Uh, get things going you know you need to pay somebody and that uh, most of us uh, are are not as able to do that as others are yeah yeah um so what what is your next uh what's your next step in this process 
My next step is to keep doing the peace activism with combatants for peace and keep sharing my story here locally with my community and expand to the Bay Area. I'm starting kind of, I'm taking baby steps. I like to go with the flow of my creativity and Mm -hmm. energy, trying, you know, to balance other aspects of my personal life. So I'm Mm -hmm. doing it in Santa Cruz. Mm-hmm. Um, Santa Cruz. Mm-hmm. Santa Cruz, which is south of uh, an hour and a half south of San Francisco. So mm-hmm. we have amazing community here and big group of peace builders. Uh, people know me here. I've been social activists for a while. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I actually would like to mention that something helped me more understand about biases and racism is through my work with men in the prison here in California. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was amazing work. That was very humbling for me as a woman. Mm-hmm. I honestly had my issues and being intimidated by men, being oppressed and overpowered mm-hmm. uh, growing up. So to, to choose to, to go to prison and sit with 50 inmates, mm-hmm do counseling work and listening to their stories Mm. and how they redeem themselves from zero. uh, My God, Mm -hmm. that was amazing work. Uh, I did it with uh, Reverend Deborah Johnson from Inner Light Ministries here in Santa Cruz, and they were an amazing group. Um, And to finish the funny story about my uh, ever-growing peace-building life, Uh I'm actually I'm actually, this might be really surprising and funny to you and the audience, but uh, to like really, um, sometimes I laugh at myself and I tell people we need to, 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 (laughs) we need to, yeah, uh, to exemplify like the intensity of how much I'm taking this work seriously and so passionate about building peace. I'm actually married into an American white family, and my husband is coming from Jewish and Christian background. Oh, my goodness. And he, mm-hmm. he was raised in a, in a more like Sufi upbringing, uh, Sufi movement um, really? community. Uh-huh. But yeah, he's half Jewish, half Christian, and I am Sunni Muslim. So look at that, how funny that is. I love it. <laughs> you, you're a fusion family. You're a not so I'm taking it very personal, the peace building stuff. <laughs> I, I feel it. I feel it. Uh, you know, interesting that you mentioned the prison because last week we had a person from the L.A. area with the uh, Actors Gang who does the prison project. And uh, if you uh, – I haven't quite got the podcast edited and up online yet, but it will be very soon – and that particular man, Jeremy Lonke, is over uh, close to us in, in Fulton, Missouri. Uh, as we speak, he is on stage with two uh, members of his uh, the Actors Gang group or the, or the prison project. They were uh, inmates in the prison, and they had uh, actually were in for life, and, and somehow they now are on parole. And they're yeah. out uh, doing this uh, work of building 
uh, a more understanding about the what's behind the walls, breaking the barriers behind the walls. Oh yeah! Oh my God! Yes, yeah. I actually I read the, the radio's website that you broadcasted to the prison community back maybe in the seventies or eighties. Could be. I, I, I'll ha- <laughs> I'll have to look at our history too. <laughs> I was so impressed. Yeah, it is. I I loved it, and you're right. Uh, there are inmates uh, whom I personally met, and they actually came to mm-hmm. the spiritual community. Uh, I was part of Inner Light Ministries. They came out after being lifers, mm-hmm. and they talked about how changing their mind and rewiring themselves and mm-hmm. uh, believing in the goodness and changing their attitude yeah. just got, got them out of prison after being lifers. So this is amazing work that we, it all starts within us and it all starts in our hearts. Amen. And that's the magic. Well, Muna, we have reached the, the end of our, our chance to talk today. I'm so excited talking with you. I, I, I kind of Me think too. maybe we'll get to do this uh, again in, in not yeah. too distant future. Uh, there's so much more I want to learn from you. So uh, you I'll just say, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll just say, well, uh, talk to you soon. And yeah. uh, and then we'll see how it goes from there. But for Thank right at the so moment, much. we'll, oh, it's such a pleasure. Thank you, Muna. And, uh, and, uh, peace <laughs> beyond understanding. Yes, thank you, Dick. Have a lovely day. Okay, you too. And listeners, uh, remember, wherever you are, uh, that is your world. Uh, please leave your world cleaner, more peaceful, and more loving than you found it, because if it is to be, it is up to us. Take care and talk to you soon.